Rangers, rise and shine, and don't forget your boots because it's cold out there. I'm Adam Wright. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven this morning here on Covenant Network on this February 2nd. Let's begin our day in prayer as we always do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So good to be with you this morning. Listen, I I don't want to talk about the weather except to say this. I just want to go, as Harry Nilsson said, I want to go where the weather suits my clothes. So I guess if I if I want something different than what we've got this morning, I just got to buy a plane ticket and, and hope I can get out of here. No, no, let's accept what we've got and uh, just move on with the day because, well, you know what? <laughs> I can't change the weather. That is for sure. Today on the show, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, one of the questions, we talk about prayers, and it's always good to talk about praying and how we should pray and you know, should Catholics pray for healing and miracles? Well, you know, I, I have a feeling you know the answer to that, but Father Mark Goring is going to elaborate on that a little later on in the show. We also are going to hear about uh, never ring the bell. Do you know anyone that's a Navy SEAL? If you do, you should know what that means, never ring the bell. But what does that mean for us? Because as Catholics, it's intuitive. We want to ring bells. Why would we not want to ring a bell? I, you know, I could tell you more. I could give you more of a preview, but I'm not going to. You just have to stay tuned. What are they talking about? Why would we not ring a bell? We're Catholics. So stay tuned for that later in the show. And then finally on uh, this February 2nd, we are going to talk inspired by the fact that the calendar says it's Groundhog's Day or Groundhog Day. Uh, we're going to talk about that with Father Jeffrey Kirby. And, you know, should we put our faith and our stock in such things? Uh, spoilers, no, but why is that? Well, you have to stay tuned, and you'll hear all about that. Not that we can't dance a little polka today or uh, have some fun, but uh, we need to be serious about superstitions. And so we're going to talk about superstitions later on in the show with Father Kirby. Until then, you know, you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We've got a lot coming your way. Don't go anywhere. A winter storm warning is in effect through tomorrow. We will see a mix of freezing rain, sleet, and snow this morning. Change over to snow and sleet this afternoon, continuing as snow tonight and tomorrow morning. So today, look for freezing rain, sleet, and snow this morning. Snow and sleet this afternoon, 2 to 4 inches by sunset. It's going to be very windy. Winds out of the north at 15 to 35, a high of 28. Snow tonight with a low of 18, 3 to 4 inches, new snow on the ground tomorrow, and 3 to 4 more tomorrow morning as the snow winds down in the afternoon, a high of 22. Total snow accumulation, 8 to 12 inches. Friday, partly sunny and 25. Saturday and Sunday, mostly sunny, 32. Saturday, 35 Sunday. Today is the feast of the presentation of the Lord, and we will hear from Malachi. I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek. And we'll also hear from Simeon in Luke as he discovers 
He is in the presence of the Lord. Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him, and Simeon blessed them and then said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself a sword will pierce so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. On this joyful day, we learn with the Holy Family, Jesus is the Messiah. Mary has a specific mission and that the journey will involve suffering for our sorrowful mother. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed and safe day. Temperance is not a sin. Indeed, it is one of the four cardinal virtues. So the answer to our catechist question, true or false, temperance as a sin is false. Uh, in fact, we read in uh, paragraph 1809 about temperance. It's one of the four cardinal virtues. It is the moral virtue that moderates the attraction of pleasures and provides balance in the use of created goods. It is by the virtue of temperance that we exercise self-control. If you're not familiar with the cardinal virtues, I encourage you to dive into that catechism. It's right around paragraph 1809 where we learn about temperance. Uh, you know, in the absence of cardinal baseball, why not study your cardinal virtues? It's always a, a treat for me to talk with Father Kirby, and now I can say, you know, I'm, I'm talking with the priest who led the noontime prayer at the U.S. House of Representatives the other day uh, and is still happy to join us on Roadmap to Heaven. Father, good morning to you. Good morning, Adam. Good to be with you. It, it is very good to be uh, with you. And, you know, we're talking on this February 2nd. It's, it's Groundhog's Day, and it's also, more importantly, more importantly, the Feast of the Presentation of Our Lord in the Temple, the Purification of Mary, Candlemas. We actually heard about that earlier in the week, about how we bless all of the candles and, and why. But for a lot of people today, they're, they're completely oblivious to the Holy Day. They're focused on, did a groundhog see his shadow? And does that mean we're going to have six more? I don't even remember. I haven't cared about this in so long. You know, six more weeks of winter or 42 days until spring or something like that, which I remember in middle school I did the math and said, wait a minute, it's the same thing, you know? And, and that, kinda, <laughs> that brings us to our topic today, Father. Sometimes we get worked up about all of these superstitions that really, at the end of the day, don't matter for anything for our good because God is God and, and superstition shouldn't dictate our life. But they actually can bring a, a good amount of peril for us if uh, we give in to them. So let's dive right in, Father. Um, wh what is the problem with superstitions, or maybe what are superstitions? Yes, I, I, I you know, a superstition, to, to, to put it just in summary form, is when we give a divine power to something that has been created by God. So when we give to the creature something that only belongs properly to the Creator. And, and why is this important is, well, whenever we engage in superstition, we rob ourselves of the freedom that we have as the children of God. So we give to something else, some power, false divine power, and some control over us that we don't need. <laughs> you know, Constantly in the Lord's teachings, he stressed, like, you know, your Father knows what is good for you. He will take care of you. 
but we keep wanting to go into superstition or, or variations of pagan prayer where we have to trick God or overwhelm God or, or, or you know, convince Him to do something good for us. But the Lord said, look, who among you, as He was speaking to, to His disciples, who among you are parents, and if your child asked for bread, would give him a stone, or asked for an egg, would give him a scorpion? And the Lord said, if you know how to do what is good and you're fallen, how much more your Father in Heaven? So we are the children of God. We don't need to worry about crystals and fortune cookies and horoscopes and the stars. And Our Father created it. <laughs> you know, he owns the store, right? Exactly. I mean, I'm thinking about this and this idea that, okay, today especially, we have been fretting all week about what would this morning's weather bring us here in the Midwest. And we might be saying, I really just need warm weather, but I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna bother asking God for that because this morning a groundhog got up and saw whatever. Um, and how they even determine that. I don't I don't speak groundhog ease or, or whatever it is. You know, to say that I can't ask God to bless us with warmer weather because a, a groundhog did something, that really is, is taking away God's reign from him and, and that's not right. You know, Father, I think of another example. A, a few years back, we were renovating our house, and we had to move the entrance to the stairwell to our second story. And that meant we were taking down a wall in the dining room, and there was this giant plate glass mirror on the wall. And we tried unscrewing it and getting the suction cups out to, to lift it off the wall. Come to find out, it's glued to the wall. And there's only one way it's coming down, and that's with the swinging of a, of a sledgehammer, which I found to be quite therapeutic myself, but there were others who said, <laughs> really? You broke that mirror? And I said, well, what was I supposed to do? Just, you know, not go to the upstairs part of my house because I couldn't break a mirror? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and, and you could add to that black cats or walking under ladders or, I, I mean, regrettably when it comes to superstition, I'll pick your poison and and, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the biblical wisdom, uh, spiritual wisdom that says, uh, if you don't believe in God, then you'll believe in anything. And I think that's so important for us to understand that wisdom. You know that if we don't believe in God, then we become easy prey. And suddenly we, yeah, we're worried about whether or not a mirror is going to be broken, or a black cat crosses our path, and whether we walk under a ladder. Like this is that's spiritual slavery. Like those things have no power over us. But they can they convince us that they do, and then suddenly we start changing our behavior as if they are somehow little deities that we have to give homage to or else bad things might happen to us. I, I wonder, Father, we talk a lot about spiritual warfare on the show here. If we start allowing ourselves to be enslaved to these, these superstitions, does that give the devil an opportunity then to start working on us and really pulling us away from God and into his grasp? Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, exorcists today stress this exact point, that this is the gateway in terms of the devil getting in there. Because, I mean, spiritually, to, to give to something that's a creation, the power of the Creator. When we look biblically, uh, the, you know, the Lord God does not take superstition lightly. We might think it's playful in our society, or joke about it, or think it's no big deal. Oh, let me check my horoscope, see what's going to happen this month. Like, God does not find that comical. In fact, in the Scriptures, like, holy ones lost immense blessings because they dabbled in superstition. Like, the prophet Samuel tells Israel, God cannot bless or protect you if you continue to indulge in having these little, um, you know, idols, these little figurines. You know, and, and it would even imply at the end of First Samuel 
that Israel was taken by the Philistines, God's own ark taken by the Philistines, because of the superstition of his people. So this is very serious. I think that when we open up our souls, the devil just starts looking. Because, you know, <laughs> an idol doesn't just want to be in our heart and sit there. An idol gets in the heart, something we think is playful or funny, but actually is superstition, becomes a little idol. An idol wants an altar, an altar wants a temple, a temple wants a neighborhood. And it just starts taking over our souls. And then suddenly, we're living in this spiritual slavery that God wants to free us from. And there's a real power, Adam, in acknowledging our dignity as the children of God. Like, our Father is the creator of the heavens and the earth, <laughs> and He really cares about us. Like, there's almost 7 billion people on the planet, countless more beyond that in terms of human history, and yet God knows me, and we are told, He even knows the hairs on my head. Like, God, God wants to care for us. But if we keep distracting ourselves and putting up barriers to the superstition, God cannot bless us the way He desires. Father, as we wrap up today, I want to ask about what this means for us going forward. Now, you know, I talked about breaking that mirror in my dining room. I understand that it would be morally problematic for me to go into your dining room and break a mirror without your permission, not because of bad luck, but because that is your property and, and that would be an offense to you. That would be that would be wrong for me to go around breaking people's mirrors. But what about when we get, you know, we get some takeout and there's fortune cookies in the bag, or as I like to call them, platitude cookies, because anymore they're just feely good, feel good sayings and uh you know, is it wrong to enjoy eating a, eating one of these cookies and reading the slip of paper if we don't take it seriously? Should we work to avoid them? You know, what do we do moving forward? I think, honestly, Adam, that in our culture today where God is so mocked and so discarded and so disfigured and character characters of him are presented, I think this is when, as the people of God, we have to really increase our own fidelity and I would say, for example, you go to a restaurant to give out fortune cookies. I would say don't read them. You know, if you want to eat the cookie, which I find really disgusting, <laughs> but, you know, but, but if you want to eat the cookie, fine. But I would say throw that out and instead go home, pick up the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. There's 31 days in a full month, 31 Proverbs in the Old Testament, and read the proverb of, of, of the day, whatever the day of the month is. Read that proverb. February 2nd, you read Proverbs 2. That's divine wisdom. That's real power. So I would say that in light of our age, I don't think there's any room for, play, for, for playfulness in these areas. And I would say let the divine word that has real power, let that, allow that to become a part of, of, of our lives. I love that, Father. That's, that's great for us because it's time, you know, you're absolutely right that it's time to be serious. And instead of picking up that cookie, instead of picking up that horoscope, pick up the scriptures, pick up the, the book of Proverbs. You know, I would... I, I always encourage people to read the Psalms every day as well. It's it's a beautiful thing, but to read that book of Proverbs from the Bible is a wonderful, wonderful idea for how we can get some encouragement, but also be very serious and be ordered rightly. Uh, Father Kirby, could I ask you to close us out with a prayer this morning? Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, you sent us the Lord Jesus as Savior. You brought him as a light to the world. We ask that you reorient our hearts, convert us, allow us to trust you and to know that you will always care for us. For you are the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Father Jeffrey Kirby, thank you so much for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. We look forward to the next time you're with us. I believe we're going to be talking about St. Valentine, just in time for Valentine's Day. Until then, friends, we've got a little bit more Roadmap to Heaven for you coming up this morning. Stay tuned. A winter storm warning is in effect through tomorrow. We will see a mix of freezing rain, sleet, and snow this morning. Change over to snow and sleet this afternoon, continuing as snow tonight and tomorrow morning. So today, look for freezing rain, sleet, and snow this morning. Snow and sleet this afternoon, 2 to 4 inches by sunset. It's going to be very windy. Winds out of the north at 15 to 35, a high of 28. Snow tonight with a low of 18, 3 to 4 inches, new snow on the ground tomorrow, and 3 to 4 more tomorrow morning as the snow winds down in the afternoon, a high of 22. Total snow accumulation, 8 to 12 inches. Friday, partly sunny and 25. Saturday and Sunday, mostly sunny, 32. Saturday, 35 Sunday. It's a good time to stop on this Wednesday for a daily dose of encouragement. And here to share more about building the kingdom of God by serving our parishes is Patty Schneier. Well, I want to unpack this topic a little bit further. Again, getting involved and using your gifts to help your parish. I want to say today about, I think, a trend that is a little bit alarming. And I am going to speak a little bit right now directly to our younger Catholics. Many people are reluctant to commit. And this is a trend culture-wide to make a commitment to something. But it's only when you commit that you become more mature. It's only when you commit that you become a more mature Christian and a more mature parishioner because you're willing to sacrifice and to put this on your schedule. So I have two requests, two personal requests. I would like to ask people to commit to becoming an adorer when your parish needs hours filled for Eucharistic adoration. I often talk about this. The first step, yes, is just stopping by your Eucharistic adoration chapel, stopping by for five minutes, stopping by when it's convenient. But that next step is to commit, to actually choose an hour and commit to that hour, be that adorer for that day, for that time. The second area that I want to just ask you to commit to is to commit to helping decorate your church, believe it or not, with the change of liturgical seasons, especially at Easter and Christmas. Many hands make light work. Everyone loves to walk into a church on Christmas or Easter and see the beauty and see all the banners and see all those poinsettias and Easter lilies or the manger scene. But remember, Those Christmas trees, those decorations, those banners, those flowers, they don't just magically appear. And a lot of times it takes almost an army to get the church transformed for these big celebrations. So ask your liturgy committee, hey, do you need any help? Can I just come up for an hour and help you decorate the church when it's time to change for liturgical seasons? Again, these are just my own personal pet peeves a little bit. But these are ways to get involved that you don't have to have a long-term commitment when you just go up to church for an hour and help out for this one-time event. So again, commit to something. Do what you can, but make that commitment. You'll become a more committed, mature parishioner and a more committed, mature Catholic. It's time to commit. You heard it here in this Daily Dose of Encouragement. Patty, thank you so much.
Well, that is the show for today, so I hope you have something great to take away from it. Uh, I just want to remind you, it's a good time to be serious about being a Catholic. I made the remark to someone yesterday that we are already through the first month of the year. We've got 11 left, really 10 months and 26, 27 days at this point, depending on how you count. What are you going to do with them? How are you going to grow in holiness this year? And I know for me, this is the year I want to be, you know, if I was serious last year, I want to be even more serious about this pursuit of holiness this year. Um, That said, I have to remind myself all the time, Adam, this is not all about you, and you are not able to do this on your own. I cannot do this without grace. I have to pray every day for that actual grace that I might be in a state of sanctifying grace. So I want to remind you that Friday, when we reconvene here on Roadmap to Heaven, it will be the first Friday of the month. And so we have our Sacred Heart devotions. Go to Mass, receive Holy Communion, pray in honor of the Sacred Heart, or not really or, I'm going to say and, but it's pray in honor of the Sacred Heart and or, pray in reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart. And as we heard Monday, there's plenty of need for us to pray in reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart. So that's the task before us. Now, that means to receive Holy Communion, we have to be in a state of grace. So if you're in a state of mortal sin, you need to have a plan to get to confession. And that could be complicated depending on where you live and uh, what the weather has done for you last night into today and will do for you today into tomorrow. So have that plan together and be ready to adapt if needed. Saturday is the first Saturday. We pray the rosary. We meditate for 15 minutes upon the mysteries of the rosary. In addition to praying the rosary, we go to Mass, we receive Holy Communion, again in a state of grace, which means we have to uh, possibly go to the Sacrament of Confession. Side note, I like to make a devotional confession. I try to make one at least once a month, if not more frequently. And first Saturday is a great anchor point for us to go make that monthly, if, if you're not in a state of mortal sin, make that monthly devotional confession. And I'm really excited to say we're going to be hearing soon on the show, not today, on another day, but soon we will be hearing from Bishop Paprocki about how to make that good confession. It's a really thorough discussion we look forward to with him about how to make a good confession. But that's later. Right now the focus is Friday and Saturday. First Friday devotion, first Saturday devotion, be ready. This week could be complicated, so get to confession if you need to. Holy Mass on Friday, Holy Mass on Saturday. On Friday, pray in honor of the Sacred Heart, pray in reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart, pray your rosary on Saturday and every day, uh, but especially on Saturday, and meditate on those mysteries of the rosary for 15 minutes. If it's your first time making the devotion, great, wonderful. We are so happy to have you joining us in doing so. And if it's not, you know, Keep on with the good work. Keep on keeping on, as they say. You know, we're called to do the First Friday devotion for nine consecutive First Fridays. Make it 10. Make it 11. Make it 12. Start over. Start your cycle over again. Count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Nothing wrong with that. Same thing with the First Saturday devotions on five First Saturdays of the month. And that's it. You know, that's where we're going to stop today. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I want to thank Father Jeffrey Kirby for joining us by phone, Father Mark Bernhard, and Father Mark Goring for sharing their words with us today and allowing us to bring those words to you. 
God willing, we'll be back with you on Friday morning with a Roadmap Roundup. Until then, for all of us here at Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thank you for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Be safe out there today. Don't forget to smile and look for joy in the day. And most importantly, don't forget to pray your rosary today.